0: As we deal with drought and water issues, could technology be part of the solution? More technology, even than, and you know, a lot of folks would be surprised to hear uh, the amount of technology that goes into growing the food that we do here in Whatcom County and all over Washington State. Welcome back to The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on your Saturday morning. Uh, glad to be here and glad to talk with some folks that are kind of new to me. Uh, I know they've been working with with farmers here in, in the Whatcom County area. Uh, But joining me right now is product manager with AllTrack, Neil Schultz. Welcome to the program, Neil. Um, You guys are bringing technology into farming in a a whole new dramatic way. What are the things that you're able to do? So talk about, and I want to eventually get to, you know, how this could come to bear on water efficiency and things like that. But first talk about what is AllTrack?
1: Yeah, thanks, Dylan. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, so Altrac is an ag tech company. Um, what we do is we make these small cellular devices that attach to different existing equipment you might have in the field. So a pump or a valve or a flow meter, um, even a wind machine for frost protection and our device collects information from that existing equipment or it could be new equipment um, and it sends it up to the cloud where from a website you can view all your information you can see what that equipment's doing at that time and then you can also uh, see historical information and make settings changes right so it's like a remote control for your pump remote control for your wind machine um And then you can do historical records uh, from flow meters. Um, And we we started on a vineyard in Oregon, in Roseburg. Uh, It was Mm. called Blue Heron Vineyards. Um, My business partner uh, grew up on that vineyard. And what he saw was a real lack of automation in agriculture. And there is automation out there, but it's just a little, you know, it's either expensive um, or it's cumbersome to use. Yeah. And so we, you know, he was from GoPro and uh, knew there was a better way to do this. Uh, so we kind of buckled down five, about five years ago and, you know, just started on the path.
0: You said he was from GoPro, like you worked for that company? He did, yeah. Okay, so a background in technology, this kind of stuff. Already what you're describing sounds so cool because I don't, you know, over just my lifetime of being around farming which is a lot shorter than some around here i I just think about all the countless trips you know run out to the well run over here check that turn that pump on and then run back oh but then where's your rig and you know all this jockeying around the, the logistics of making i mean you can have the fanciest pump the fanciest tractor the fanciest implement whatever out in the field but if it involves all this running around That still takes a lot of time. It slows you down. It's additional cost of more people and more vehicles moving things around. It makes so much sense to me. By the way, we're talking with Neil Schultz with AllTrack on the farming show this morning here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Um, So you can actually control things with this right away here in Whatcom County, I know, I think about the remote controls that have been using I think like business band radios uh, for a long mm-hmm. back in the day when when uh, particularly the dairy community started moving to you know pulling long drag hose and applying manure with injectors or aerators or splash pans um, rather than tanking and you know reducing compaction there were a lot of benefits to applying that way but the hard part was controlling the pump remotely that needed to idle up when the tractor was turning. And that also had an environmental reason to be careful because you're usually turning near ditches and things like that. You don't want to be pumping manure at full bore, um, staying away from that buffer. And so they had to use these old radios and they were sending tones, I think, over the the radio waves. This makes so much more sense than that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. You nailed it. You nailed it on the head. You know, it's, we are an outgrowth of the cell phone era. Yeah. You know, we, you can basically imagine our device devices, a little cell phone sitting out there and data costs have come down a lot. Mm-hmm. So we're able to do this effectively. And you, you touched on another point too, which is, you know, life gets in the way of automation there's a lot of people in silicon valley you know i'm in the bay area but originally from montana um and so i have been exposed to that too where just life gets in the way and you know there's this holy grail of automation right when someone behind a computer thinks about it they just say oh well let's let's automate everything and and no one has to touch it and no one has to go out into the field and it just doesn't work that way um yeah you know that's the holy grail and the holy grail was never found and (laughs) yeah so what what we do is we just it's a remote control on off from your phone you know you you make the decisions
0: yeah i'm thinking about my uncle who's part of the crew out at eb farms and he and his co-workers have been running irrigation around the clock for the last number of months with this crazy dry summer that we've had i've been feeling so bad for them because they have i don't know how many irrigation rigs to keep going to check on timing and they're just driving 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 between different fields spread you know uh, around the county here um i you know there are some things that still can't be done by a cell phone device as far as like actually moving the reel um you know, maybe someday yep. uh, the, the data will be good enough that there's an automated tractor that you could run by remote control. Probably not there <laughs> right. yet, but at least turning pumps on and, and knowing what's going on with it, having that data to know, oh, is it running? Is it working? Is it still moving? Um, is it, you know, moving towards, I, I guess, operational limits of different things? Oh, you know, yeah, it's running really hot or whatever. Is it that kind of right. stuff that you're getting? How much data do you actually get?
1: yeah exactly we for everything we do we require feedback so if we tell it to turn on we also need a sensor on there that says yes it turned on mm-hmm. and for irrigation a lot of times that's a pressure sensor so you can you know the water pressure in your line um for wind machines that's rpm yeah. you know just like because they're usually uh, internal combustion engines right
0: so what kind of stuff, and again, this is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop on KGMI, talking with Neil Schultz. He's product manager with AllTrack. I've been seeing your signs um, while in my travels with my Real Food, Real People podcast across the state, but I've been seeing them here in Whatcom County as well. What kind of stuff are you guys able to do like in the, in the berries up here? What's the practical application with our crops here locally?
1: So we work with um, Enfield Farms, Mayberry out there. You mentioned EB. Um, We do a variety of things with all three of those guys. Um, Started out with wind machines. That was our number one uh, first product. And, you know, from your phone, you can see if your wind machines are running, if they're not running and they should be running. Because, you know, frost can decimate a berry uh yeah you know population real quick you lose a lot of money real quick so from your phone you can see where the problems are you can go directly to those machines you know you can basically cut your labor force in half reduce a lot of your fuel consumption because you can shut down your machines remotely at sunrise
0: is this a really costly thing to get involved with
1: it for pump wind machine control um, that is that's inexpensive for what you get and for mm-hmm. the labor savings involved. Yeah. Um, flow meters, you know, it's actually pretty inexpensive to send somebody out to check the flow meter. Um, and our device, uh, because it is cellular, uh, it's about a thousand mm-hmm. bucks, and that includes five <laughs> years of data. Um, and so you get you know, five years for a thousand bucks. And recently we were acquired by a company called Semios, um, who they do a lot of really interesting stuff with mating disruption in orchards. And what they're trying to do is they're building uh, this internet of things platform. Mm -hmm. So they have a sensor every one to five acres on someone's uh, permanent crop, such as like apples or vines or something um and they do a service model so they just have a an every acre uh you know they have a yearly fee basically per acre that they charge and they will install and maintain the equipment for you um and we're really excited to roll that out to flow meters because instead of just buying you know this thousand dollar uh device you can just pay a, a yearly fee if you want their service and they'll just come out install it maintain it um and do everything for you. So you don't even have to worry about it again.
0: Right. Yeah. I, on my podcast, the real food, real people podcast um, earlier this year, I talked with a, an apple grower out there, uh, Leah Eddie with Eddie farms. And, and they have been doing stuff with semios and, and, you know, back to what you were talking about with wind machines. I'm sure this could apply in, in like the blueberries, at least out here as well, you know, for them to know acre by acre, you know, even like a five acre grid, so they can tell over a large area, you know, what are just knowing the temperature, for instance, what is has been such a game changer for them because. You know, how else do you know it? You have a thermometer at one end of the field or the other end of the field. Well, you know, fields are high and low, and you know, in the shade or you know, sheltered from wind in one part and not in the other. The the temperature when you're when it's so important getting right close to that freezing mark in particular, worrying about frost for tree fruit, certainly for uh, blueberries uh, during bloom season and whatnot. It, that you know you might not turn on the wind machines based on a temperature but there's a low spot or a spot protected from the wind that's going to drop well bef- below freezing and you're going to you know have it toasted so knowing that you know that's I've always struggled with that concept of the Internet of Things. What does that really mean? But as it's as it's rolled out in more and more practical applications, and particularly in this farming world that I'm familiar with, it's starting to make more sense to me. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, okay, turn the wind machine on because that one part of the field is, you know, we have this data of so much more, you know, detail resolution of, of what we can know about what's happening out there and make better decisions based on that. Yep. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think that's a great example is, you know, if you have temperature data, every acre, you're the, the picture you get is much more complete. And, you know, a lot of times people just, they've been doing something the same way year after year and it works good enough. <laughs> uh, but you know there's sometimes if you don't have all the data you just don't know where what you're missing
0: well and just yeah. good enough right now you know as margins get tighter and tighter there's more and more pressures as we've been talking about you know particularly in that labor realm as that gets more expensive and becomes more and more of a liability it becomes worth it and just good enough is isn't enough anymore
1: that's right that's right and i think these tools are are finally getting inexpensive enough that you can, and labor's getting expensive enough, you know, you have kind of both sides of the equation changing where we're, we're really seeing a lot of the big guys, um, the institutional investors, institutional growers, they're picking up this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like like Semios. They're growing like crazy. Um, they're doing a lot of acquisitions, so they're trying to consolidate the ag tech space a little bit. Um, so they recently purchased some software companies like Ag World, um, which is they're one of the top ten largest ag tech companies. They service about a hundred million acres. Um, wow! And what they're trying to do is bring all those people you know, all these companies under the same roof. So it's like, hey, you need, you know, you're growing organics and you want to do pest management. Well, we got this pheromone product, you have wind machines on there, got this wind machine product, you want your irrigation, we have sensors, you know, every couple acres. So we know with high certainty, you know, what your crop actually needs for water. And then you have this automation where you can just press play on it.
0: It's amazing, but we've kind of seen it coming, and it's cool to see it really actually happening on the ground. Again, we're talking with Neil Schultz with AllTrack, alltrack alltrack.io, if you want to find them online. He's their product manager, um, talking about this kind of automation this and this Internet of Things, and what you're saying makes sense also, so a lot of those things can work together in concert rather than have – you know, a bunch of different companies doing this part and that part and having proprietary software and proprietary technology that doesn't talk to each other. I mean, that's the point of the Internet of Things is getting everything talking to all the different pieces so they can work together to do the right thing.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. I mean, you have the low hanging fruit of having a single login. Yeah, I, I struggle remembering all my passwords. <laughs> and- same, same. <laughs> And, and then you also have, you know, you can reuse sensors. So those temperature sensors that we use for frost, those can be reused to calculate growing degree days Mm. during the summer. Right. So there's a, there's a lot of, um, it gets less expensive as you
0: consolidate. Yeah. And yeah, again, we, you know, farming, farmers cannot afford now to have, oh, that one part of the field that just never does that great. Well, why? You know, if if you have that much money tied up in the land, you have that much money tied up in various products uh, the labor, you know, you need to know what's going on with that. Why is it different? How does it need to be treated differently to make sure that production is consistent and and things aren't going to waste? Um, is it, you know, you talk about big guys getting involved. Is this something that is at the point where, you know, medium to even smaller operations are able to make it pencil to, to start integrating this into their program?
1: It does. Yeah, it does. And I would say that's, Something that's just happened in the past, probably three to five years, um, you're starting to see a lot of companies that do automation in this space, um, and there there have been some that have done it for a while, but you know it's based on legacy technology. So kind of what you were saying with, you know, using a tone to control different things. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Motorola's been doing this, you know, since the 80s. Um, but there's all sorts of funny stuff out there, you know, satellite, yep. using satellites for control. And it's just so expensive.
0: Yeah. How, uh, how does this interface say with, uh, you know, satellite based or GPS based, you know, software and hardware, say, in, in tractors? I'm thinking about, you know, the RTK that I've used before keeping my rows straight. But I know, you know, looking through the settings, there's so much more you can do with it. Um, and then can that integrate with data that's collected, um, via your system?
1: So currently we don't do anything with wheels. Okay. Um, so anything fixed, but what I will say is we're seeing a lot of, you know, new technology, a lot of it's vision based. So, you know, putting cameras on tractors or, you know, there's even electric tractors now that have cameras built in. Yeah. Um, Kind of think of the Tesla of the farm. Right. Um, and so without a doubt, that information will all be used. Um, I think there's a movement right now to consolidate to a few platforms. But the that information, like any big data, you know, you could go to software companies with these large uh, company management systems called ERP systems. And they all have to play nice. Yeah, You know, if you're, and we're, we're getting to that point where traditional, um, traditional manufacturers, you know, say you have a regional manufacturer of a harvester, they have to play nice in the past. They didn't, um, mm. because you might only have, you know, one or two of these IOT products on your farm, but as you get more and more of them, you know, they have to play nice or they'll be, um, replaced by yeah. something
0: yeah, sure. that can Man, it, in some ways, it seems like the sky's the limit with the different things that could happen as this technology is emerging right now. We're out of time. It's fascinating uh, stuff, so I, I, you know, I could talk a lot longer about this. Neil Schultz, product manager with uh, How? What's the best way for people to, to learn more about you and get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so jump on our website, alltrack.io. Um, there's a phone number you can call. We have sales reps, uh, in Washington and, um, Dylan, I just really want to thank you for letting me be on the show. Um, I love your part of the country and I, I love getting up there when I can
0: well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you sharing the whole story with us and um, sponsoring this, this program as well. Uh, that means a lot, and and I really appreciate it. Again, Neil Schultz with All Track here on The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Neil, thanks a- again for being here this morning.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, Dylan.